It's the Saturday morning rewatch where we rewatch old cartoons. So it's Saturday morning rewatch. Hi, Jess. Hi, Kelly. All right, this time we rewatched. Woof, that was a lot. <laughs> but it was Gargoyles. Yay! Yay! It was really it okay. was super fun. Um, I wrote a summary. Would you like me to share? Yes, please. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Gargoyles is about five main gargoyles and their dog. Gargoyles. <laughs> Protect humans during the night, but they turn to stone during the daytime. They were cursed to remain stone until their castle rose above the clouds, which it did after a thousand years when Mr. Xanatos put it on top of his skyscraper in Manhattan. Soon, the gargoyles meet Detective Elisa Maza, and they begin finding their way in this new world. Gargoyles was originally a Disney Channel cartoon and moved to ABC for its third and final season. It aired from 1994 to 1997 and has 78 episodes. Michael Reeves and other writers worked on both Gargoyles and Batman the Animated Series, so they're both known for their darker themes and serious character development, and fans have also noted the very high prevalence of Star Trek actors doing voice acting for Gargoyles. Huh, I didn't know the thing about Batman. Like, it makes sense, having seen Gargoyles. Yeah, as soon as I read that, I was like, oh... <laughs> <laughs> it makes, so it makes sense. total sense. Yeah. <laughs> I would want to know, like, which show was the down show. So, like, you know how if you have a writer working on one thing or two things at once, they're like, one of these takes a certain part of my brain to be like, whoa. And then one of these is like, this is just for funsies. Like, I would like to know which one was the funsies show. <laughs> That's a good question. I feel like it was probably Gargoyles, but it's yeah. hard to say. <laughs> but, I mean, Gargoyles gets pretty serious. Like It does. Because I did the thing where I watched the beginning, which B2 yeah. does. <laughs> You mentioned this a little while ago, like on Twitter, but that this is one of the few shows that has very much plot. Like everything kind of builds. And if you don't know some of the players, you get to be like, what? Like it's not a show you just jump in on. Like I could because I remembered all of it, but there's a lot going on. There is. The opening is five episodes long. Yeah. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. (laughs) Yeah. I've seen part of it before, but I'm not even sure I'd seen the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I know there's episodes I'm missing from just my pure memory of it. And I did the terrible thing where I watched the beginning and the ending. Oh, did you watch parts of the third season? No, I needed to go no. back and do it oh, because okay. I know that's when some real shit goes down. But I remember things okay. like Xanatos <laughs> having a baby and like yeah. with Fox, like that bounty hunter chick. Yes. Which this is why I can't do math is because even though I didn't watch that season, I remember her name. Wow. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, I remember the gargoyles. But okay, so my family only had the Disney Channel like when we moved somewhere and got a new cable package. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we would have the Disney Channel for like a few months and then it would go away. So oh. I love the gargoyles, but it was very rare for me to actually see the gargoyles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure if our parents had taken the Disney Channel from us, we would have just fucking rioted. <laughs> Once we had it, we were like, no, but forever. <laughs> we were often like, why can't we watch the show? And mom would be like, we don't have that channel anymore. It's gone. And we like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I distinctly remember getting a message once, like for a channel that we always watch, where it was like, call your cable provider to get access to the show. And me and my siblings were like, 
mom, 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 <laughs> mom. Just like almost constantly until she was like, okay, fine, I will call them. And we were like, thank you. <laughs> She's like, they don't mean it. <laughs> That's really funny. Oh my gosh. So there's a lot of gargoyles that I missed as a child. I think the first season felt really familiar. And then when I got to the second season, I was kind of like, I vaguely remember some of this. Like, I remembered Angela, but I didn't really remember much about her. And I didn't watch any of the third season for this. So I don't know what happens in that season. That's okay. I feel like if we ever want to do bonus stuff, we should go back and watch it together. Because even just watching the little bit that I did, my whole brain was just like, I love this show. Like, it just reminded me. But like, Angela is Goliath and Demona's baby, right? Yes. Yeah. And now was she genetically made or was she like, this egg was saved in the rookery secrets? She is, uh, okay, so I don't, did you get to Avalon? No, but I okay. remember vaguely Avalon, cause that's where like puck and shit comes into play, right? Yes. See? Okay. I didn't watch it and I remember these things again. This is why I cannot do math, but continue. <laughs> the second season does something really weird. And I gotta say that while I love the first season, when I got to the second season, I kind of like hit roadblock after roadblock and I really stalled out in watching it because I was like, what is happening? But they go to Avalon and they find the eggs, the hatchlings. But they didn't know what happened to them. They were like, well, they left the castle, but that's all we know. And it was yeah. a thousand years ago. Somebody comes from Avalon and gets them and brings them back and they find the eggs and they're like, oh my gosh, you're all alive. And they find Angela and Angela wants to go with Goliath when they leave. That's right, because they gave them a choice and it was like, stay here where you're protected and safe in Avalon and can grow up forever. Or you go out there and probably die because humans are gross. Yeah, Yeah, and most of them were like, this is my home. And Angela was like, I really need to go out there and see everything. So she goes with Goliath and Elisa and Bronx. Yes. Is she in love with Broadway? Angela? Yeah. Um, at the point where I was, they haven't met yet because they haven't returned to Manhattan. Oh, okay. Because oh, that's the other weird. <laughs> After they leave Avalon, they go on this like world tour where each episode <laughs> with them is in a completely different place and possibly time. I mean, they've been to like Prague and Egypt and well, Washington State, maybe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Australia. (laughs) They just went to uh, the last episode I watched, they were in Africa. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. um, (laughs) So they haven't gone back to Manhattan yet, so I don't know what happens at that point. (laughs) Okay. Well, because if my memory serves, when she shows back up, Goliath is like, Look upon my daughter. She's amazing. And everybody except Hudson is kind of like, Oh shit, it's a lady. And kind of flipped out. <laughs> and and she's not attacking us like Demona. <laughs> Which, I mean, we have to get to her in a minute because as yes. complicated as she is, I love her. Demona. I love her so much. Oh my god, we are going to get to her. I, I definitely wrote something down about her. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I really feel like it's Lexington, Broadway, and Brooklyn. All three of them are like, who thinks she's cute? I think she's cute. Does she think I'm cute? Oh my god. And I feel like that was like a couple episodes until she's like, all of you guys are weird. And eventually she kind of ends up being like, hey Broadway, you're chill. And he's like, me? Me? And it's another one of those episodes of like, look at this, the non-traditionally attractive guy slash gargoyle gets the lady. But I could be misremembering that. 
I don't know. You're probably right. You seem to be remembering pretty well. So. I'm I'm honestly really surprised. I also remember how much that I love that Xanatos is a good bad guy, bad guy, good guy. That's literally my first. That's the first thing I wrote down after the summary was Xanatos is a fantastic bad guy. Right? He's amazing and he's so suave and he's never bad for long enough for you to be like, fuck this guy. Like, he's only ever bad enough for you to be like, wait, whose side is he on? And then the rest of the time you're like, fuck, Xanatos, are you good today or bad today? And he would like touch his mustache and be like, we'll find out. You'd be like, fuck, man. Like, all right, cool. You got this. Yeah, no, he's an amazing villain. He might be one of the best villains of the 90s cartoons because, (laughs) yeah, you never, he never really know how bad he is because he's not your friend, but he also does stuff for you sometimes. Yeah. And he's got, like, the level of elaborate that his plots are. Oh my god, so much. (laughs) There's an episode where he, like, donates an artifact and then steals it from himself, and this is all also a plot to mess with the gargoyles in some weird way (laughs) it's just like this is unbelievable i can't even handle this and then he's got the one where his whole plan is to like get elisa's brother to come work for him but it's like there were like 20 different turns in that and i don't understand why this is happening (laughs) (laughs) and it seems like he's in a constant state of like all of his plans are just out there and happening and when they fail he's like "Mm, all right on to the next and when they like succeed he's like nice yeah he's so chill (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's never upset he's just like that's fine i'll go do something else now with my billions of dollars he is the He's evil Tony Stark. I was literally just thinking, does he ever <laughs> run out of money? And you are absolutely correct. But evil Tony Stark is exactly the way to explain him. Like, yes. completely. I mean, he builds an army of... He has a suit that is a gargoyle yes. that he wears. <laughs> and just, you know, sometimes he just trots it out. It's not like he does it all the time. And it's not like he resurrected the gargoyles to be like, hey, I'm just going to use your bodies or everything. No, he was like... I'm going to do this to see if it works. It works? Cool. Implement Alpha Zeta B plan. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, they don't want to stay here? That's fine, too. I'll just think of something else. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, my God. The beginning of this is so incredibly absurd with the idea that, like, he just put a castle on a New York skyscraper. Yeah, really. I know. There's They have a lot of, like, laser fights on the top of these buildings. Yes! And I am just like, this is so pre-9-11 that I can't even deal with it. <laughs> Cause And it's also, I'm just like, but building codes, my dude. Like, what? <laughs> How is a fucking skyscraper going to hold a goddamn medieval castle? <laughs> you know, he just, like, bought the department of building codes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also, I have to say, I love that the spell that the gargoyles are under is totally fine with technicalities. <laughs> I know. They're like, well, technically, you're both clouds. Let's do yeah. this thing. <laughs> the spell's like... Um, that'll do. Like <laughs> that's good. Let's let's unfreeze now. Yeah, like I guess that's great. Sure, fine. Yeah, yeah. And also, can we talk about Owen? Oh my God, yes, because Owen is and isn't a person, right? I don't know. I don't know what Owen is. I don't know if they tell us later. All I know right now is that he is the most dedicated, most badass sidekick a villain could ever ask for. Oh my God. Okay, then I think this either happens later in the second season or the third season. Owen is a human guise of Puck. Really? Yeah, so like there's this whole, did you get to Puck at all? 
Yeah, Puck shows up and um, does something with Demona at some point. Yeah. Demona summons Puck and then tries to turn everyone... Well, she tries to kill all the humans. Puck's not into that. And then Mm -hmm. ultimately Puck gives her the ability to be human in the daytime? Yes. Yes. Okay. So Puck has apparently been old school messing with the gargoyles for a long time, if I'm remembering correctly. I feel like when this episode's going to go up, there's going to be something I fuck up. And someone's going to be like, you got that wrong. And I'm just like... I should have stated ahead of time that this is literally a challenge to me to see how good my gargoyle's memory is, because this show was my shit. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, so from what I remember, Owen is a person, but also, like, a human avatar for Puck. So there's, like, at some point where Puck just takes over his body, and, like, Owen looking as Owen is just like, hip it under Like I'm I'm Puck now, and everybody's like, the fuck? And it makes Xanatos really mad because he's like, I have a million plans. And Puck's like, I know. That's why I've been watching you this whole time. Pretty chill, my dude. Like <laughs> That's amazing. And I could I could be like, maybe he actually possessed Owen at one point, but like there's a whole deal with that. And then I think Owen then chooses to be like, all right, look, this is my life. This is what I'm dedicated to you. I don't care like that you made me up because you're a fucking trickster god. Like, just let me be. Interesting. And that's like a thing. I mean, like, there's got to be something about Owen because like there's an episode where he voluntarily sticks his arm into a mystery potion to test it for Xanatos and his arm turns to stone and he's like, fine with that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> You're just what? like, who are you? <laughs> what are you? What's wrong with you? And he's just like, this is fine. Like, I feel like that dog where everything is on fire is Owen, but with not enough of a stoic look. Like, Owen is more stoic than the this is fine yeah. dog. He's not upset at all. He's not lying. It is fine. <laughs> yeah, like, he's literally just like, this is my life and I'm okay with it. Yeah, he's a fascinating character. And I was like, this is the minion that every villain dreams of. Yeah, yeah. He's perfect. He does everything. <laughs> I feel like in the episode where it's kind of revealed about him, there's like a little bit of backstory of like he applied for a job and Xanatos is like sure let's see how far you go and the answer is as far as humanly and inhumanly possible and like (laughs) one of Xanatos's many things is just seeing how far Owen will go sometimes so like oh my god (laughs) that's just like an ongoing thing Wow, that would be fascinating. There is, right? like, an Owen twin that works for Fox's father, but he has black hair. Yes. I can't remember his name right now, but he also exists. I don't know if there's some connection, because they haven't said... They only said that Owen used to work for that guy, and then went over to work for Xanatos, but... I mean, both of them must have, like, amazing healthcare packages, honestly. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> they can't turn your stone arm back into a real arm, so... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, okay. But yeah, I think, I feel like there is some stuff about Owen that kind of gets revealed because... Because Owen's weird. <laughs> he's super weird. Oh, he's totally weird. But it's like some deep cut shit that where you get into who Owen is. Like the rest of the time, the show just wants you to believe that this person exists. And I think <laughs> that's like a difference between a kid watch and an adult watch because a kid watch is like, of course a bad guy has a second in command. That's just how it yeah. works. Sure. You know, but like an adult watch is like, what benefits does he have? How do you have <laughs> How much does he get paid? What is happening? Because like, even with money, though, there's a, like a level of like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wh- I don't want to. There's no amount of money you could pay me to like just stick my arm in the bat. <laughs> of 
of potion, you know? Like, no, thank you. Yeah, and especially, like, Owen is clearly smart and capable, so it's not just, like, oh, yeah. a dumb sidekick sticking their arm in a vat. It's, like, this hyper-intelligent person going, yes, of course. Just, like, to everything. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, I I like that Xanatos actually respects him. Like, they spar each other sometimes. Yeah. Xanatos seems to, like, value Owen's life most of the time, which is yeah. not something Xanatos normally does. <laughs> so they managed to make that relationship dynamic. I mean, this show, man, like, they make so many characters so dynamic. It's- yeah really impressive yeah it's above and beyond the normal (laughs) cartoon levels like a thousand percent because i feel like there's a level and i honestly think this also gets to the idea of what you were saying that this must have been the fun show like this must be the (laughs) stupid show because like there is a point where you're just and i think it must have been in season two and then it gets a little bit even crazier in season three Mm -hmm. but it feels like they just start throwing things at the wall and go that'll stick you know yes Which I kind of get because there's a level of like, how many times can you do, you know, gargoyle goes to sleep, gargoyle wakes up, someone is threatening them, you know? It's true. Although I really appreciate the poses they put them in when they turn to stone. Yes. They like really thought, like every time they bother to show it, they like take the time to think about like cutting them off mid-sentence or having them in an argument or having them like have just made up from an argument or something and they do things with the poses and you're like this is cool (laughs) like you thought about this yeah they really do and i also like that as like a like almost a get out of jail free card of like if you're arguing with a gargoyle you just wait until like i know Six minutes before sunrise, and then you go, no, uh, and then it's like, what? And then it's boom. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I would do it every day. <laughs> but it's also that it gives them a really good weakness, like, in that they're, yes. they're out and about. And, like, pretty much from episode one, the yeah. show is like, this is a weakness. Like, yeah. this is, it's not cool to be stoned. They can be smashed. I, yeah, I mean, you see that when we do the flashbacks to their betrayal, and mm-hmm. most of the rest of the clan is destroyed. Dark as hell opening. Oh my <laughs> god. I was like, you killed everyone. Right? I am honestly, like, I sit here and I think about how many kid shows I've watched that have some element of genocide, and I'm like, um, oh man. Whoa. <laughs> Yeah. How no. am I semi-normal? <laughs> We're not. We're millennials. <laughs> I know. Also, also, okay, I have to get this out right now, and then we can talk about Demona and about Maza, but, like, it shows, like, gargoyles that make our generation's need to, like, have games where we can kiss aliens and interest in, like, but can I fuck it? Like, I feel like... <laughs> That's the ultimate the whole, question. Why? Like, Thundercats, gargoyles. Like, there's just so many <laughs> shows that I'm looking at and going, oh. And don't they like, and this is another one of those, like, I'm pretty sure I remember this, but I could be wrong. By the mid-season two, maybe, they've justified Goliath and Maza as, like, a relationship. That's a thing that, like, slowly progresses. I don't think they make it canon until the third season, but I have thoughts about that, too. I have also thoughts about the, uh, I don't know, attractiveness of the gargoyles. <laughs> okay, I would love to hear them right now. Let's talk about that right now. <laughs> okay, so, like, so this is kind of related to all the cartoons that we've been watching, but, okay, first of all, the gargoyles are all mostly naked. They're, like, barely presentable. <laughs> and I would like to know how Disney thought it was acceptable to put, like, five mostly naked male bodies on a TV screen. 
for sure. Um, I know how Disney thought that was fine. <laughs> Let's look at their legacy. Donald fucking duck. <laughs> he does not wear pants. We did previously talk about animals in clothes or not yeah. clothes. <laughs> but, like, the gargoyles don't really look like animals. No. It's like Tarzan, except they're sexier and there's lots of them. I will say at least they put the appropriate clothing. If we have to deal with the gender binary in cartoons, I'm pleased Mm -hmm. that like the dudes are always wearing some kind of loincloth or pant because you have like Hudson who is like super clothed, which also low key wise, he's the only one that's Scottish, even though they're clearly, (laughs) they like established they're from Scotland. (laughs) I was like, they should all be speaking. No. Scotch Gaelic, but they're not. (laughs) No. But anyway, I also enjoy that all of the ladies wear tunes. And this is even when, like, they find the rookery kids when there's, like, gargoyle hybrids. Because that's a thing that happens at one point. There's, like, genetic gargoyle hybrids that are terrifying. But they all wear clothes (laughs) correctly. Like, not correctly, because, you know, wear whatever fabric you want. But, like, again, at least it's the same. Yeah. Well, they're, like, imitating some level of human clothing, which is good because they're supposed to be people. (laughs) Yeah, but also, imagine the flybys. Like, oh my god, I know. <laughs> like, do you think that's why people eventually hate gargoyles? Because they're like, oh, I'm being safe. Oh, no, that's a weird penis in my face. I <laughs> know, like, oh my god. They're not wearing underwear. They're from a thousand years ago. No, and I don't think you could ever convince them to wear underwear. Like, no, I just don't think from... it would happen. Because they kick a lot. Like, they kick. I know. <laughs> They're from the land of kilts. They're not covering up under there. <laughs> Which, I mean, to be fair, if we want to talk about Scotland and kilts, that actually makes their clothing make more sense. It does. <laughs> They're just wearing gargoyle kilts. That's yeah. all. <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. I mean, honestly, it makes it more weird that Hudson wears pants. <laughs> that's true. Although he has a shirt. Like, no, no one else has a shirt. strange, but he's, like, old and respectable, so... He also carries a sword, and I feel I like it was, it was kind of, like, meant to establish that the older you get as a gargoyle, the less raw power you have, so it's easier to, like, pick up human junk and be like, I guess this is fine now. Because he also has more hair. He does. He's got a beard. Yeah, and if you notice, like, Lexington, who is the youngest, mm. has no hair whatsoever, but then um, Broadway doesn't have any hair, but... But Brooklyn does. That's true. He has hair. So, like, there's a thought of as you age, do you age into hair? Because, oh, like, Goliath has hair, Desdemona has hair, but then the most hair is on Hudson. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, I don't know if they would say that was, like, an attribute or if Disney just did that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I kind of yeah. feel like it's probably like, we just did it. But <laughs> Yeah, but it is interesting. That's a good point. Yeah. Okay, but in terms of the attractiveness of gargoyles, like, I want to dig deep. Let's do all of this right now. <laughs> I'm just, well, okay, so the second thing that I was thinking about is the fact that there are, like, an odd number of very built purple cartoon characters across <laughs> shows. I mean, we talk about Shredder. Mm-hmm. He's human, but he's got all the purple clothes. Yep. He's very well-muscled. And there's Goliath. And then there's Beast Wars Megatron. And I was also thinking that, like, Ursula from The Little Mermaid might fall into this category. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just like, what is going on with... <laughs> physically powerful purple cartoon characters mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know the answer but <laughs> <laughs> i feel like it's 
Purple is an in-between color. Like, it can be feminine or masculine. It can be, like, a good person or a bad person. Mm -hmm. And I think because of that, it's used in places where you're like, I'm pretty sure that's a bad guy, but I'm not sure. So, like, (laughs) if you mention uh, Megatron from Beast Wars, like, he has Mm -hmm. every once in a while, he does a thing where you're like, hey, that was good for everyone, even though you didn't need it to be. And it's like, all right, cool. (laughs) And then, like, when Ursula first shows up, she's, like, quote-unquote helping Ariel. And then Goliath kind of spins it on his head because, like, yeah. you see him as purple, but they spend literally the entire show going, hello, humans, we are here to protect you. It's and true. everyone else goes, no, but you're evil. Like, <laughs> Right. They all think he's a monster. It's because he's purple. Probably. Yeah. He just needs to change his color to, like, yellow or something. <laughs> That'd be fine. But, yeah. Yellow characters with spots are always helpful, right? Mm-hmm. It's funny. Like, as an adult watching this, I do not find the gargoyles attractive, but they I remember... no no because i mean it's like an objective thing where i'm like oh okay i could see how you find them attractive like it's not like (laughs) ew gross it's more that i remember my overwhelming childhood thought was but why can't i be one (laughs) oh my god that's i wanted to be a gargoyle (laughs) yeah no that's totally legit that's totally fair i'm pretty sure i wanted to be demona as a child Mm -hmm. like she was just She's got like the big cat rar. Yes. And she's sexy as hell. And yes. like I I'm pretty sure I just wanted to be Demona. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Also she's like badass. Can we say that she's like a low-key feminist icon? Because literally yes. We need to just talk about the female characters in this show. Oh my god, so good. And like, all of them fall into the slightly like 80s, 90s, like strong woman trap, but they have a lot of background to them. So like, alright, Demona is like super cray. Like super cray, but you're like her. Like she doesn't seem it at first, and then you're like, no, she's crazy. (laughs) But it's also like, okay, her entire race was basically persecuted by people, and the one person she thought she love was like nah these people are cool and she was constantly like no they are not and then they betrayed him and she was like yup what did i tell you and then he comes back from the dead and she's like great we can fuck them up now right and he's like no patience and she's just like table flip forever like (laughs) oh yeah no she wants to kill everyone which is quite a goal And, but also that she is legitimately hell-bent on it, and, like, yeah. like she doesn't stop. Like, she's always just, like, kill you. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna kill everybody. Yeah, I don't know what she's doing, like, when she's not on screen, but I assume it's murder. Yeah, pretty much. Or just, like, <laughs> planning some other murder. Like, she's probably yeah. the person that poisons water streams and stuff, and she's like, great, alright, <laughs> couple thousand humans down. Like, it's when people true. go missing, and she's been missing, I'm like, alright, so did Demona mm-hmm. just decide to pick some people off? Like, yeah. Well, like, the episode with Puck, where Puck turns everybody into gargoyles and then they all turn into stone. Yeah. She smashes people. Yeah. I was like, that's murder on screen, Disney. (laughs) (laughs) I know they're stone people, but they're still people. (laughs) Disney seems very committed to finding literally every way around murder on screen. Like, they do it all the time, but it's in a way where it's like, no, no. For real. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, they fell off a cliff. It's fine. You're like, they're still dead. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, well, Puck did it. He can bring, you know, it was just a dream. And you're like, no, she straight up cold blood murdered them, my dude. Yes. Like, 
dead. <laughs> I saw it. And the best part is if you asked the character, she would be like, I killed the filth. Like, she yeah, just... really. I cleansed the world. You'd be like, holy shit. And she'd Demona. be so pleased with herself, too. And she'd be like, what? Do you want to die, too? Like, <laughs> Seriously. It's true. She's terrifying. But I do love her very much. Oh, very much. <laughs> also, she's one of the few people, creatures, beings, however we want to say gargoyles. But, you know, she's one of the few entities that fucks up Xanatos' plan on the regular every time he tries to work with her. I love that they try to work together. Yeah. Yeah, they try to work together and you're just like, this is a really odd match. Like, I'm not sure how you came to this agreement in the first place. <laughs> well, I get it because he's always, like, he's just always be planning and Demona's always be murdering <laughs> and sometimes their interests overlap, but I think... Sometimes we're planning a murder. <laughs> yeah, and but then I think the biggest thing is that, like, Xanatos kind of forgets that she's in it for the murder, so he'll be like, cool, we got the artifact we wanted, and she's like, cool, now I'm gonna murder, and he's like, no, and she's like, yes, that's literally what I signed up for, I'm going to murder now. Yeah, I do think it really demonstrates, like, her partnership with Xanatos demonstrates how of the world that she has become. I feel like she gets some, I think when she's really interesting, from what I remember, is there times where, like, Goliath steps in front of somebody, and she's like, move, and he's like, yeah. no, and she's like, well, fuck, I don't want to kill you because there's not that many of us left, but I will kill you to kill people, and yes. he's like, no, stop, and she's like, Ugh! and she'll, like, get frustrated and leave, or she'll actually shoot him, like, sometimes she shoots yeah. him. sometimes <laughs> she shoots, she is that woman who will shoot you. Yeah. <laughs> don't oh, yeah. test her. Don't call her bluff, because she's not, not bluffing. She's, she's gonna shoot you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. So that is Demona, and that is in contrast to Detective Elisa Maza. Yeah, who is, like, good lawful. Like, I feel like instead of saying lawful good, like, you can flip them. Because, like, her alignment is clearly good first. I think that's true. But very much lawful second. Like, there's no chaotic, no neutral. She is very, very lawful and is willing to do law stuff first because she is a police officer. Mm -hmm. But I also love that they show her doing, like, mini detective things sometimes where she's like, hmm, this matched this thing on a crime scene. And, like, she's, like, the only one that does that. Oh, no. (laughs) And everyone else in the show is like, I have been presented with new information from a questionable source. I will believe it anyway. And (laughs) Maza is like, no, that source is questionable. (laughs) (laughs) And then she'll come back later and be like, hey, remember how that source was questionable? I figured it out. (laughs) Got this. Yeah, she's a great detective. And I I remembered Elisa Maza, but I did not remember that she's a mixed race detective. Like, that Mm -hmm. fell out of my brain. So when she showed up and then, like, they make a point of showing us her family. Yeah. Um. So her mother is African or African-American and then her father is Latino. Yeah. And then her brother is much darker skinned than she is. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what? Yeah. And what? I think, isn't that part of the Xanatos bit where he's like, people look at you and don't see anybody with potential, but I do. I think he does say that. Well, and he especially is trying to like turn him against his sister, but yeah. that doesn't work super well. But yeah, taking the time to show us her background is like not a thing that I expect cartoons to bother. Mm-hmm. That's one of the few things that surprised me, I think, because as a kid, I remember that information, 
But I think my brain saw it as pandering. So, like, as a kid, I was like, oh, cool. So, she has to be Latino and black. You can't just have a black person or you can't just have a Latino person. Fine, whatever. And I remember being like, this is fine. I guess you included people. But, like, as an adult, I'm like, wait, no, 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 brain. No, 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 kid brain. You were dumb. <laughs> this is actually, like, hella revolutionary and you had no idea. You, just you were just realize. like, don't pander to me, Disney Channel. Actually, yes, pander to me. <laughs> pander, pander, pander more. Yeah. Now that we're grown up, we totally want that. That's interesting. Uh oh, I was gonna say that. So her actress just showed up in a Deep Space Nine episode that I was watching. What? Because the crossover is ridiculous. But she is also mixed race. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, wait, you hired a mixed race voice actress to play a mixed race character? How come you can't do that all the time, Disney? Right? <laughs> like, why is this? You did this already. Why are we having conversations about how hard this still is? This was like 20 years ago. You obviously know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, so I was a little bit angry, but also really excited. Yeah, especially to go back and be like, wait, this is great. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I was just like, at first I was like, okay, Mazo sounds like a Spanish last name. Oh, I guess she's some form of Latin American. Mm -hmm. But I didn't expect them to care or go into it, and then they did, and I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> What's happening? Why is this a thing that we have to talk about now if we did it already? <laughs> mm -hmm. why, why aren't we just doing it all the time? Because they did it, and they didn't even, like, make a big deal. They just did it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's also, like, in the, I kind of feel the same way about Detective Mazza the way I did about April O'Neil, in that, like, it's nice to see women out there doing shit. And, like, yes. so, like, April O'Neil's big thing was she's like, I'm a fucking reporter. Like, fuck yeah. your goddamn turtle shit. I'm a reporter. I'm still getting my story. And, like, Detective Mazza is still like, I'm a cop. Not fuck your gargoyle shit because I low-key love you. Yeah. But I'm still also going to be a detective all the time, too. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to know when Elisa Mazza sleeps. That's what I want to know. <laughs> Maybe she doesn't. Like, You're Batman. <laughs> That's her secret. Like, she's a detective all day, and then she hangs out with gargoyles all night. I'm like, okay. Well, I mean, what? This cartoon is set in the 80s or the 90s. Do you think Batman and Mazza have, like, the same dealer? Like, Probably. <laughs> which I think is the best worst sentence I've ever said. <laughs> they sleep on Sundays, but the rest of the time they're tripping. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> Do you think she ever just wakes up and is like, are the gargoyles real? <laughs> She just asks other people sometimes, be like, you saw them, right? Like, <laughs> Oh my god, yes. Oh man, did you see her sidekick, uh, her partner, Matt Bluestone? Yes, at the very last episode, I had completely forgotten about his existence. So like, yeah. despite my weird knowledge and memory of um, Gargoyles, he was not a part of it, I think. <laughs> He's not in that many episodes. Even as a kid, I was like, all right, whatever, boring white guy partner. Don't yeah, care. which I really appreciate is her exact attitude toward him. Yes. <laughs> like, I don't have time for you. I got other shit to do. <laughs> Does he have to like convince her that he's worthwhile? Um, eventually she does tell him about the gargoyles. I think he finds out about them from another soul. Yeah, he finds out about the gargoyles from the Illuminati. Oh. I can't believe that the Illuminati is a thing in this game, but it, <laughs> it is. Yeah. Uh, like, when he first talks about it, you're like, you're just crazy, but then they're real, so. <laughs> <laughs> 
So they tell him about the gargoyles, and then he confronts her, and she is like, you're right, I should have trusted you because you're my partner. And that turns out okay, at least from what I've seen so far. Yeah. Well, in the very last episode, speaking of, like, I can't believe this exists in a cartoon, they essentially have gargoyle KKK. Really? Yeah. Wait. So, yes. So it is a group <laughs> called the Quarrymen. Oh. They have, like, metal suits, but, like, the top parts of the suit is, like, a hood. Oh, my God. That's scary. Whoa. Yeah. And they literally call for the extermination of all gargoyles. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> the metaphor is not subtle, is it? <laughs> I don't think it's a metaphor. I think it's a thing. Like, they're like, hey, guys. Whoa. <laughs> Wow. Cartoons are often not that subtle. No. It's kind of just amazing. Which, honestly, okay, so I'm going to explain the last episode, and then I'm going to get to a thing that just literally struck me as I was watching it, which was, okay, so the Gargoyle KKK, who have been trying to get the Gargoyles outed through legislation and running a smear campaign on them, as well as fighting them in the night, because their suits have jetpacks on them, BT-dubs, wow. so they can fight them in the air, they set up an elaborate plot to trap the gargoyles in a building right before sunset, and then they blow up the building. I remember that! Yes, and then they blame it on the gargoyles. And then, like, everybody's like, oh, cool, gargoyles are terrible, they've always looked like monsters, fuck those guys. Angela and Bronx are alive, and so the DA is like, cool, we're gonna charge the one that's still alive with, like, criminal negligence and shit, because, like, Nobody died in the building except the gargoyles, but you could have killed real people. Oh my god. Yeah. And so then it ends up that the gargoyles are actually alive because of, boop, a complicated Xanatos plot. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Yeah. (laughs) It's very convenient and very wonderful. And then they end up on a train where they were transporting Angela. And of course, the bad guy shows up and he tries to blow up the train. He tries to kill all the people on the train. And the people on the train are like, what the fuck? (laughs) he like basically yells like look if you guys had just died i wouldn't have had to kill all these innocent people but whatever you'll spend your last moments trying to save these people and i'm going to kill you so i win and then all the people were like whoa you're not cool the gargoyles are cool after (laughs) (laughs) and then goliath is like a thousand years ago we were with people who hated us and now a thousand years from that we are with people who finally understand us it is a new era and that's how the show oh ends it's just like bitch it's only the people on this train like Goliath is the most optimistic individual you can imagine like, he is, and he gets fucked up all the time and he's just like no but humans are good and I'm like they're not I'm like dude they literally tried to smash you in your sleep like <laughs> man I am human I'm just gonna put it out there that we're not great no we're really, like honestly I think if, if this were made today or like if i were to find a real gargoyle i would be like dude you gotta hide go hide. like yeah we're Listen terrible to Demona, like don't don't try to kill everybody because there's a lot of us yeah don't do that but like don't trust us Just at the very go least. live in the jungle yeah like we're not that great we're really not you can't no. trust us you yeah. turn to stone in the daytime coming back to that vulnerability yeah like it's a big one it's big we yeah. have, like, 12 hours to smash you every day. <laughs> and, like, we can be up whenever the fuck we want. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mostly during the day. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, but, like, 
I was up at 4.30 a.m. Uh, just wandering around. I had to catch a train. So, like, you know, I could have been smashing gargoyles. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. I like that they give them that vulnerability. Like, it yeah. makes them not that all-powerful. Mm-hmm. It's nice. I think it, it creates a balance of power between, like, Elisa and the gargoyles. Yeah. It makes her far more useful because she's like, cool, you guys go to bed. I will either protect you or, like, figure out what the shit is happening. <laughs> yeah. I'll go do things and then when I come back, I can tell you stuff. Yeah, I mean, it also helps her move the story along because they can go to sleep, cut to them waking up, and she'll be like, I went and checked the records, and this guy, like... <laughs> yeah, right. I <laughs> did something during the day. She has this whole thing about how she did stuff. It does give her the opportunity to save Goliath in return, so it's not just Goliath always saving her. Yeah, which is nice. It is really nice because he catches her a lot. Oh, God, yeah. Like, like, a lot, a lot. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. She's not a damsel in distress at all. But you're making her look like one, so it's really nice that she gets to save the gargoyles regularly. Yeah, but that made me mad because in the opening of the final episode, they've clearly changed like the opening template, and they oh. show some of the villains that have been around for a little bit now. But they also show Mazo throwing her hand up her face, like screaming, and I'm like, no. Oh, when she falls off the building, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, that happens, but, like, that is far from who your character is, and this is how you introduce her? Yeah. Oh, so, the one thing, though, that it made me think of the final episode is I am surprised that anyone in our generation is a Nazi. Um, yeah, did you watch that World War II episode? No, I didn't watch that one. Oh, my gosh. But legitimately, Nazis are so caught up as bad guys in all of our generation's media and i'm like yeah how like how is anybody going this is fine no i don't know indiana jones punched you you wanted to kill the gargoyles you were against the x-men like what (laughs) the gargoyles literally Mm -hmm. punched you yeah they dropped you out of the sky oh my god the world war ii episode i swear to god i was just like oh my god everyone agrees the nazis are bad and it's (laughs) amazing I'm so happy right now. (laughs) (laughs) And it, like, it also points out how this shouldn't be hard. Like, cartoons from how long ago are basically just being like, no, Nazis are bad. Like, it's just... Nazis are bad. They're fine to punch. Like, it's It's totally cool if you punch them. No worries. The point is to kill Nazis. (laughs) Yeah, like, even, like, super nice things. Like, when you have a show that's, like, super, like, kid-friendly and everything, if they went back in time, they punched Nazis. And it was like, yay, they're still all-American and great. There is nothing inappropriate about this. I mean, if we're gonna define American... (laughs) Yeah! It's punching Nazis. Yeah, legitimately. That's literally what Captain America is about. It's the whole deal. And, like, I know in, like, actual, real, real life, we came to it late. I know. You know, versus everybody else in Europe that was like, excuse me, shit's going down. And America was like, can't hear you over the freedom. (laughs) (laughs) And then they went after us and they were like, Hold my motherfucking Fuck shit. Nazis. <laughs> We're coming for you, Germany. And now, like, in history, we make it sound like, so Hitler happened, and then we stopped that shit. And it was like, no, that's not what happened at all. But okay. That's not what happened at all, except <laughs> punch Nazis. <laughs> but, like, based on our popular media, it should be, like, obvious. This it is should, not... Like, yeah, no, you're right. There's really no question. It's so weird. So I don't know. I am baffled by our current <laughs> predicament. <laughs> it's like places you never really thought you'd be. Yeah. 
<laughs> this is one of them. Like, I literally was like, how can I be in a place where someone questions whether Nazis are bad? I thought that was the one thing we agreed on. <laughs> yeah. Our heroes punch them all the time. All the time. It's like a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. They do it in Star Trek, they do it in Gargoyles, they do it everywhere. Yeah, and I, like, low-key feel the same way about racism, too, because I'm like, or ableism, even. Like, Mm -hmm. all of our heroes had people who were differently abled or, like, perceived differently. And every single time there was an episode where it was like, hey, kids, if somebody doesn't look like you, don't be mean to them. They could be awesome. Like, that's literally Gargoyles the show? Like, the whole whole show! (laughs) whole show and that's not the only show that's like that no no there's so many i mean ninja turtles had it too yes what hey sometimes people are because all of our cartoons are made by people in the 70s like Uh who grew up in the 70s and then became cartoon people yeah and you're just like yeah they're all hippies (laughs) obviously because they're like the people who grew up in the 70s who are like creatively inclined <laughs> yeah so it makes perfect sense why this happened but I, I mean like it makes sense how the cartoons happen it does not make sense how like our generation looked at the shit we grew up on and we're like all of this is cool until right now we're suddenly like i wouldn't say half but like a bunch of us have gone no and i'm like what yeah i don't know what happens to them i mean i i came to indiana jones really late but like no like <laughs> you punched those nazis yeah it made me think of this now like watching gargoyles where their final episode is literally kkk gargoyles <laughs> they wear hoods they wear hoods and their their logo <laughs> is a giant hammer wow and they chant and they put their hoods on before they go do stuff and it's like okay like they showed a billboard sponsored by the quarrymen that shows a gargoyle face on it with an excerpt that just says be afraid be very afraid and I'm oh like, my gosh how how is anyone okay with being an idiot about this like the x-men the entire team of the x-men is an allegory for race and y'all are still like i love wolverine but black people you're not cool like what um no you're absolutely right oh. and i I, I have no answers for you. I don't know what happened to Oh, them. no, I know. Except but... that they, like, maybe identified with the people committing the genocides instead of the good guys. I don't know. Which, okay, look, I'm totally here for hot bad guys. Me too. Like, getting us back to the purple and the hotness. Like, mm-hmm. I'm here for it. It's totally fine. Like, there's level. You know, like Maleficent, she's my bitch. Like, I love her. Yeah. She's amazing. I don't love her in the remake with Angelina Jolie because I like my Maleficent is really just mad that she didn't get invited to a party. That's the Maleficent Um, I want. (laughs) She is petty and she is shitty and she is full of power and rage and I love her. So mean and I love that. (laughs) And same here with Demona. She just wants to murder people. Why? Because you guys keep trying to murder her. Makes pretty much sense to me. Yeah, no. After, like, you see her backstory, you're like, nope, she's right. Yeah. Kill all the humans. Also, like, I feel like there's an episode where she actually turns human. Mm-hmm. Like, they turn all the gargoyles human for a hot second. Yeah, pocket. that's Just- the Puck episode. Because she keeps trying to, like, wish the humans gone. So yeah. he keeps, he turns the humans on the gargoyles and he turns the gargoyles into humans. And then, ultimately, he gives her the, the day walking of being human and yeah in yeah the daytime. and and she's kind of like great still murdering humans it's not what she asked for so she's pretty mad about it yeah it is really fascinating does give her a lot of opportunity to be extra evil yeah i like too that she gets this and puck's like have you learned a lesson and she's like now i can kill you 
humans in the daytime. Like, yeah, right. She's obviously a murderer all the time. Yeah. And she's also <laughs> like, oh, I've also learned that I want to find a way to murder you, an immortal god, because you did this to me. Yeah, really. <laughs> Which, if I also remember correctly, a lot of Demona's story, too, is like people doing shit to her and her being like, no, bitch, I'm yeah. still gonna murder stuff. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Which is another great thing. She's got that really long backstory with Macbeth, which is just fascinating. Oh, shit. Yeah, I forgot about that. It's several episode, like, arcs. They take yeah. their time about it. And again, this is a show with a lot of plot. It is. It, it was a lot of plot. I was like, <laughs> what? This is Shakespeare, but it's not. Like, you're basically telling me the entire plot of the Macbeth play, except you're changing everything. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a gargoyle in it. Just cuz. <laughs> Just cuz. That's fine. That's fine. Which also, I love that there's like little nods to stuff like that throughout. Like in the final episode, when the world thinks the gargoyles are dead, Xanatos says, You now have the choice to be or not to be. Oh my gosh. Which are you just, you're just big ups to Shakespeare nerds? Like, <laughs> throwing it out there. I did love there was some scene. I think it was like when Macbeth first becomes a character. Mm-hmm. They're like, there's this new writer named Shakespeare because for them, he's like 500 years younger than they are. <laughs> I was like, that's cute. <laughs> <That's> cute. <laughs> so they're all just like catching up on their Shakespeare. And I was like, it would be pretty cool for this to be like a new thing for you. <laughs> like to have not have him exist before. And then all of a sudden there's Shakespeare in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun. Well, this. But yeah, yeah, I think um, I think we hit all the things that I wrote down. So the only thing that's been done with Gargoyles since the end of the cartoon is more comic books. Which is a fucking tragedy, but also probably a blessing because I don't want them to do with Gargoyles what they did with Ninja Turtles where they make a really creepy CGI movie that forgets the entire purpose of the show. Agreed. I'm, I'm cool with it staying where it is, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would be down for more show. Like, if they did, like, a DuckTales-style reboot <laughs> where it's, like, it's still animated, still the same characters, and, like, maybe you insinuate. Because, like, they kind of mentioned that there are other Gargoyles in other places. Yeah. I think they meet more in the comic books, too, so... Yeah. yeah. So, like, I don't know, start another clan somewhere, and maybe they're in, like, I don't know, San Francisco or Tokyo, or huh. what if you had gargoyles at an airport, and they just sometimes take flights? Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, no, I I definitely think there would be more to talk about, because it kind of gets cut short, ultimately, but mm-hmm. I'm also kind of glad they haven't, like, made a movie, because the movie would suck. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been terrible, and they would have made, like, Detective Maza someone helpless, but with giant tits, and it would have been like, you missed the point! Yeah, she's awesome. She's very capable. (laughs) Also, they would have cut out, like, Demona entirely, and I would have been like, no! (laughs) Oh, gosh, yeah, seriously. I need my Demona. (laughs) Yeah, she's the best. I think, yeah, all the women, like, even Fox is, like, very capable. All the women in the show. Fox is totally bad at Doesn't she, like... Kind of have to, she has the baby with Xanatos, I feel like, but she doesn't tell him at first. She's sort of like, nope, still out here being a badass, being an assassin. And then at one point, Xanatos is like, mm, I'm done. And she's like, no, I have your baby. And he's like, what? <laughs> she probably does. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, yeah, she's totally capable. She's off running her own show. Uh, she can fight the gargoyles by herself. Yeah. And, and she's like, Xanatos is equal. Mm-hmm. I feel like she just decides she's like, I don't need a man, but I love the money. Like, 
Probably. She's like, I also like to plan great elaborate schemes. Let's be friends. <laughs> There's literally an episode where they, they're like playing chess against each other, but Fox is playing the gargoyles and Thanatos is playing the pack, which is Fox's like former. Yes. Team. Like assassin crew. Yeah. So like the whole episode is the pack versus the gargoyles, but it's Thanatos and Fox messing with them. Yeah. Just cause. And they're just like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> whoa but yeah. she wins and you're like god and Thanatos of course is not mad because he's like no I'm not upset because I finally met my equal and you're like mm -hmm. that's both very romantic and very disturbing yeah. at the same time I think that's also how people end up being okay with Xanatos because when he loses he's not like yeah, he loses he's like the and only he's like, one who's not nice <laughs> like he's like that's fine yeah he's like I've got 15 great. other things going on it's mm -hmm. cool He's, he's just sort of like, see you next time. All right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he's perfect. No, it's wonderful. Um, yeah, so so nothing else has really gone on with them except comic books. And I would give the show a 5 out of 5. I would give the show 15 out of 5. I really love nice. the show. I love the show, too. I think I'm probably going to finish it, honestly. I'm just going to keep watching. Nice. I, I am, like, legitimately down if we want to do just a rewatch of season three. <laughs> like, and that's, a, like, a Gargoyles Revisited. Gargoyles I would be here two. for it. <laughs> I would do that. I love yeah, it. It was uh, so Also, good. if anybody asks, like, what kind of cartoons would you want to revitalize, I'd be like, Gargoyles. But if you don't do it right, I will be Demona and murder you. <laughs> like... Yeah, you need to go back to your 90s-ness yes. inside yourself. Yes, this needs to be completely 90s. Don't soften it. Like, ugh. so good. But I mean, I guess you're right. It's probably better that it stays the way it is. <laughs> so far, at least. Yeah, I mean, you really have to have the right person come along. And it can't be, it can't be, like, so the Ninja Turtles has done so well, like, because of its franchisiness. Mm -hmm. But you can't do that with Gargoyles. No, because, like, I think the thing that we haven't really talked about, and it's a good place to leave it, is that even at its most weird and its most 90s and its most campy, Gargoyles is a very sincere show. Like, mm -hmm. so even with the episodes where it's like, we're going to go to a weird god realm and pretend that more Gargoyles exist. <laughs> <laughs> because there cannot only be one, and then we're going to smurf at you because hmm, here's the lady. It's a very <laughs> but even in that, like, they treat the choice of leaving a home that you've always known to going for something unknown, but to help revitalize your kind as like an actual strong one. Yeah. Like, so no matter what is going on, even if in its absurdity, like, even with the gargoyle racists, like, they're <laughs> treated very seriously. Like, they hurt Goliath all the time. Like, they right. knock them out of the sky. They, and then Goliath has to be like, all right, you coward. What are you going to do? Like, we're right here in front of each other and you can't do anything to me and you're going to kill all these people because you're scared of me. Yeah, no, they have some really serious lines that are like, I really want the people watching the show to understand my point. Like, they mean it. Yeah. And we haven't gotten to Batman the Animated Series yet, but I think that that was similar in a lot of ways and that's also why it was so successful is like, mm -hmm. they're not talking down to you at all. No. They're talking to you for reals. Yeah. And they mean it. Like, it's all very earnest. Yeah. They're not like, yeah. let's fake explore this. They're like, no, really, let's explore some gargoyle races. <laughs> right. 
And they don't always have good answers. Like, they don't always put bows on it. It's just they talk about it and try to deal with it in, like you said, like, really sincere ways. And I think that that is why the show is good and stayed good. Mm Mm-hmm. Even in its absurdity. Because it does get absurd. Yeah, like. even when it's crazy, you realize, like, what is happening? But you're still, like, <laughs> but they still care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, Gargoyles, I still give it a million stars. And I look back yes. and go, all right, kid me, you had a couple good opinions. And Gargoyles was one of them. <laughs> Gargoyles. All right. Okay, good night, Kelly. Good night, Jess. All right, I'll talk to you again soon. Yeah. This show is produced by us, Kelly and Jess, as part of the Adjective Sphinx Network. The music we use is sung by Kelly and can only be found here. You can find links for more info in the show notes. Find us and our sibling shows on Twitter at Adjective Sphinx or email us at adjectivesphinx at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please rate it on iTunes and leave a review. Thanks for listening!